Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for August 12th, 2020. It is Wednesday, which is Tech Analysis Day, and I'm going to do a little brief tech analysis of an announcement from Nutanix and their new Nutanix on AWS service that they're calling Nutanix Clusters. Ooh, sounds interesting. So what's going on there? That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, before, the, before I do that, I don't have any housekeeping items, but as is tradition, I want to check in with you. How you doing? What's going on with you? Did you, uh, did you have tacos yesterday? I hate to get back on that tip, but you know, I do love a good taco and it looks like my tacos are going to have to wait for the weekend. So I'm going to live vicariously through your tacos. <laughs> anyway, you know, leave something in the comments. Let me know. And, um, and uh, let me know what, what your favorite type of taco is. I think I asked that yesterday. I haven't heard any responses, so I'm just curious. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. And um, without further ado, let's get into the topic of today, which is this whole concept of running Nutanix on AWS. Now, you're probably already aware that there's VMware on AWS or VMC on AWS, as it's often titled. And there's also VMware available on Azure and Google and Oracle. And my buddy Keith Townsend, the CTO advisor, is actually doing a comparison of those VMware solutions across all of the clouds to see how similar they really are. I mean, they're all VMware, but can you really manage them together? Is there a synergy by doing multi-cloud VMware? He's trying to investigate that. So check him out. It's really interesting. I'll include a link to his YouTube channel down in the description. But I think Nutanix looked and said, well, VMware is doing it. We should do it. Now, when VMware decided to come out with their hybrid cloud VMware and AWS solution, they did it with AWS in tight partnership. AWS helped them figure out exactly how to do it. They allocated the rack space and helped them with the hardware. And there's a really tight integration between the teams at AWS and the teams at VMware. I don't know that the Nutanix solution has that level of integration between the two companies. It doesn't appear so by the announcements and the fact that I didn't see an announcement on AWS's blog. It was purely on the Nutanix and all of the different vendor websites, or I should say vendor news websites. Now, does that really matter in the long term? Probably not, but there are certainly some integrations that are happening with NSX and the networking backend and some of the EBS volumes being able to be used on the VMware on AWS cluster that might be a little more difficult to create on the Nutanix side if you don't have that level of close partnership where AWS is willing to make changes or help you figure out how to wire something up. Now I will say basically any hyper-converged vendor out there can build one of these services. I'm not saying it's easy and I don't want anybody coming at me saying, well, you, how could you say that? That's very difficult technically. I'm not saying it's not hard, but because most of the, I think all of the major cloud vendors now have a bare metal option, you should be able to take a few of those bare metal instances and cobble them together into a hyper-converged cluster and load your software on it. That's basically all that Nutanix has done. I won't say all, but that is what they have done. They've taken their AHV hypervisor, loaded it onto bare metal instances on AWS, and you have a selection of different instances available now, whereas before there was really just, I think, one bare metal server. 
So you get to select which instance type, they lay down their AHV hypervisor, and then they wrap it around their Prism software suite for management. And it looks like from what I can tell in the post, you can use Prism Central to deploy one of these Nutanix clusters in AWS, and it'll take care of deploying the components. It also sounds like you have a little more flexibility in the VPC in which it's deployed. VMware and AWS doesn't give you a whole lot of flexibility on the VPC that the cluster's actually deployed. It puts a network interface card into a secondary VPC that you do have full access to, and that's sort of how you interact with the system. The Nutanix component seems, and again, I have to read the documentation a little bit more, but it seems like it's more just in a VPC that you've provisioned, and you can provision other stuff in that VPC, and those servers have direct access to the rest of AWS's services. So that's pretty interesting. So the solution, I am, I'm 100% sure that it works. There's no doubt in my mind that it works properly. The question that I come up with in my mind is what's the viability of such a solution? The advantage that VMware has over Nutanix is that VMware has a much bigger slice of the pie when it comes to the virtualization market. For a long time, you could run Nutanix on top and you could have a Nutanix cluster running VMware. And I, I believe you still can. And a lot of the customers that I spoke to who had purchased Nutanix hardware had gone down that route. They had purchased the Nutanix hardware, but they'd chosen to run VMware on it. Now, Nutanix has been developing and honing their AHV platform for a while, and I'm sure that it's a really good hypervisor. I have no doubt about that. And for them, that's their secret sauce now, is they have this great hypervisor and their storage underneath it that, you know, for a while, there's a lot of comparisons between their software-defined storage and what vSAN does on the VMware side. But again, I don't know that they have been super successful at converting people over to this alternative hypervisor. And I don't know how locked in people feel on that platform. Like if push came to, came to shove, I'm sure they could migrate back to VMware if they really needed to. So the question for me becomes, if I'm an all VMware shop, you know, and I have three data centers and thousands of VMs, and I want to make a move to the cloud, VMware and AWS make sense. My operational procedures don't really change. I can live migrate VMs from my on-prem to AWS. I can slowly convert some of my applications or just get my applications closer to new cloud native stuff that my application architects have been creating. That's an option for me. I don't, and, and there's a lot of customers that are that exact situation. So the VMware on AWS solution, while I don't think it's technically ideal, does make a lot of sense. Now, my real question behind this is, does Nutanix have the scale and the buy-in from its customers that they feel that they want to extend this Nutanix solution up to AWS? And I'm sure Azure and Google are coming does that customer base exist or will customers be more likely to say, well, I already made the transition from VMware to AHV and that wasn't too bad. And I figured out how to migrate my workloads. Why wouldn't I do that migration again to the native services in AWS or Azure or anywhere else? 
and not pay the additional cost of having to run bare metal instances on AWS. Because those things are not cheap. So that's kind of where my head is in terms of Nutanix. I'm sure from a technical standpoint, it works and I'm sure it works well, but from a marketing standpoint or a, a need, a demand standpoint, I don't know if the demand is gonna be there to support the product. I'm curious what you think. If anybody has any experience or they're, you're a deep Nutanix customer, what are your feelings on this? Does this market exist? Would you want to consume this? Or would you simply just use the native offerings in the cloud since you might be headed in that direction anyway? So, you know, leave some comments down in the video, reach out to me on Twitter, it's Ned1313, or hit me up on LinkedIn. And uh, if you're from Nutanix and you wanna give me a briefing on this thing, I'm really curious about it. I like, genuinely want to know more about it. I see there's a free trial, but you have to pay for the bare metal instances. Like I said, <laughs> those are not cheap. So I'd love to take a briefing and just learn more about it. So if you happen to be from Nutanix and you're listening, bring it on. I, I'm always available for, uh, for briefings on interesting products. So <laughs> those are my thoughts for today. Tomorrow is Thursday, so that's Thursdays on the edge. I don't have something specific picked out yet, but I've got an idea bubbling in the back of my brain. So we'll see what comes out of that. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe, everybody. Thanks.